Guess what, everyone? It's season two. Thank you so much for being part of the Spillet journey with me and tuning in to the Spillet podcast. Spillet is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire people, and everybody should be learning something new. Spillet is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm over on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers are able to be part of the conversation by joining in and leaving comments as part of the live streams. For more information on Spillet, to find the links for the live shows, find upcoming episodes and guests to be part of the show, or to support me by joining the official Spillet Patreon or get yourself some merch, head over to the Spillet website at www.spillit.uk. Hello, welcome one and all once again to this little show that I like to call Spill It. Spill It is a show that I get to speak to inspirational people and share some inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire others and help people learn something new. And this episode is no different. This is episode 67, What Comfort Zone and my two Fabulous guests are waiting in the green room. They're going to be joining us at 7, 10 p.m. It's Laura and Emily, and I can't wait for that. So make sure that you stay tuned to Absolute Legends coming onto the show to talk to you about comfort zones. What's your comfort zone? How do you break free of your comfort zones? All of that lot coming up on the Spill It Show this evening. Until then, you get 10 minutes of me of me keeping you company and basically just talking to you. (laughs) If you haven't checked out the other episodes yet, then you can do. All you have to do is head over to the Spillit website, www.spillit.uk, where you'll be able to see a run through of every single episode that I have done here at Spillit. Whether you want to see the live shows, so over on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, they are all there, readily available for you to click on and have a look. Or if you're wanting to listen to the podcasts, so you're walking around, you're walking the dog, you're cleaning your house, you're in the bath, in the shower, uh, where else you driving and doing your shopping, whatever, wherever, wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll be able to listen to me and all of the episodes that I've done on your favorite podcast streaming method. And all you have to do is go onto the website and you'll be able to see the links for the podcast on there. Now, before I continue, I just wanted to let you guys uh, know, this isn't part of tea time, by the way. This is just me talking to you guys on a personal level. Um, So I am not actually that well at the moment so i've got i'm full of this lurgy that's been running running around everywhere i'm not i've not got covid i tested negative i was about to say tested positive that's because my brain isn't working um i i tested negative i've taken a test for the last three days and then i got a pcr test today as well um, and i am completely negative it's just man flu (laughs) Uh, so yeah so i'm not overly well at the moment which means that my voice might sound a little bit funny i um i'm 
running on fumes at the minute. Uh, but it also might mean that, like, during the episode, I have a coughing fit. I'll do what I can do to mute it. But I just wanted to let you guys know because you guys are absolutely amazing. Uh, Emmy's here. Hi, teacup. Yeah, teacups. Yeah, Emmy, you're like one of my uh, one of my special teacups, aren't you? You're the one that gets your name in the credits. Find out at the end of the episode, by the way, guys, how you can get your name in the credits. There are a few people who actually have their name in the credits. They are the official teacups. Um, but yeah, more of that at the end of the episode. Linda is here saying morning. Morning, Linda. Thank you so much for joining. It's so nice to see you, of course. And Emmy, it sucks, doesn't it? It does. It does. It's horrible. I hate it. Please take it away. I'm going to have to have a sit-down chat with my white blood cells and be like, come on, come on, sort it out. We're not about this life anymore. <laughs> Lucy Watson is here as well saying hi. Hi, Lucy. Thank you so much for joining. Ah, what a great episode we've got coming up. But right now, it is time for a little bit of tea. That's right, it is tea time. It is my favourite part of the show. It's where I get to talk and talk and talk. I do all that for like 10 minutes anyway, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> tea time. So I uh, this is a section where I get to speak about things that I found on the Tinter web, um, or I give you some special announcements. Well, I wanted to really talk about this because I, I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings. Um, but I wanted to talk about this in particular. So I found this article, and there's been a few articles over the last few weeks that have made me quite angry. But this one in particular really, really annoyed me. I saw this article today that just made me livid. It was from The Sun. Of course it would be from The Sun. But Vision Impossible, Tom Cruise, 59, has, puzz uh, has fans puzzled as he looks totally unrecognizable in a rare outing at a basketball game. Now, in the article, they talk about the fact that Tom has uh, either put on weight or he has had uh, implants on his cheekbones or wherever on his face. Firstly, right. The the thing is, is that the reason I had to put this one on is because it also a couple of weeks ago, I saw an article where another celebrity was shamed because of um because of the fact that they put on a bit of weight. They're like they're, they're now 59, 59 years old and they, they, they don't look the same as what they look like when they were 21. Neither do you. Neither does anybody. I mean, I I look amazing for my I'm joking. I look absolutely horrid. Uh, but I absolutely hated the fact that all of these uh, newspaper articles, especially from the Sun and the Mirror as well, Ugh. Um, but they are fat shaming or uh, they are age shaming people because of change. It's a natural human thing, and we're allowing these articles and these newspapers to really tell us tell us that we're supposed to be feeling some type of way about these people, about these celebrities, and that because they've they've changed because they got older. Like, that's what happens. You fill out, you, you know, whatever. And if for, if, for example, Tom Cruise has had work done, so what? He's got enough money for it. Just let him bloody live his life. If he wants to, like, inject his face with whatever, that's up to him. That is his choice. Get over it. Get over it. There is um, some comments that have come through already. Media make this a problem. They do. They make, they make it a huge problem, and I'm not about it. I just think it's rude. 
so much this. Why is getting old a bad thing? Lots of people don't have that luxury. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah, it's it's just this demonizing the fact that people are getting older, people put on weight, people want to have work done, they want to have cosmetic surgery or whatever. Like they they're demonizing that and I I don't appreciate it. I just think that the media, specifically newspapers, specifically the sun and the mirror, need to go back into the corner and just have a quiet way with themselves. That's it, really. Plenty of comments coming through about my guest this evening. Lovely Kerry Newton has joined on saying, hey, bring on the guests. (laughs) It's my show. I will do what I want to do. Thank you very much. (laughs) And then Lucy was joining going, yes, Kerry. Exactly. So it looks like that people don't want me. They want to see my guests. And you know what? I appreciate that. You've had 10 minutes of uh, of me. So, yeah. I suppose I best bring out my guests then. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to see so many people from BCHQ. BCHQ. Coming in and saying hello. But yeah, that was my tea time. Thanks for letting me rant about my tea, by the way, guys. <laughs> Okay, as I said, I have talked your ear off for 10 minutes. It is time to bring out my guests for the evening. Both of them absolute legends. Both of them running their own podcast show, which I'm sure you're going to hear about on today's episode. And both of them are right here, right now. It is time to bring out the ladies of the hour. It is Laura and Emily. Hello, guys. Hey. Hi. How are you doing? (laughs) Oh, good. How are you? I'm um, very well, thank you very much. <laughs> Loads of comments coming in for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> Kerry Newton, it's not your show today. <laughs> oh my god! And then Ruth, uh, Ruth Phil is saying yes, Marcus. We love your girls. Yeah. So, yeah. So, love already. I like it. <laughs> 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 Emmy Bell is commenting saying welcome with some love hearts there as well. And Carrie Newton is there. There they are. So that yeah. <laughs> basically everybody was just waiting for you guys. And I'm just here as the filler, I suppose, for my my own show. Tell you what, I'll just leave the show and just leave you guys to it. How's that? You go have a rest. <laughs> I know. So, considering the fact that, like, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent either. I'm doing a hell of a lot of talking. So, we're going to play a little game. Are you ready to play a game with me? Yep, definitely. Awesome. Well, this game then is going to be for Lady Laura. <laughs> Okay, it is this or that. Uh, a game, a nice easy game to play where I will say either, would you prefer this or that? It's as simple as that really. And then you just give me the answer. Guys, in the comments, if you wanted to play along as well, make sure that you do. Give me some answers and we can go through them at the end as well. Are you ready to play, Laura? I am. Okay, we're going to, because we've got two people uh, on tonight's show, we're going to do five of these, and then we're going to do three of the other game for Emily, which we'll uh, go into shortly. But here is your first one. Guys, as I say, at home, make sure that you play along as well. Make sure you flood the comments with all of your this or that. Uh, The first one is sandals or uh, sneakers? 
sneak trainers. Let's call well, yeah, them trainers. Let's call what they are, trainers. trainers. <laughs> <All day long. laughs> well, I don't know because, like, obviously, there's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> Apples or oranges? Apples. Okay, okay. <laughs> Beach or mountains? Oh, I feel like if I get this wrong, I'm going to get um, thrown off my bar stool here. I'm going to have to say mountains. Mountain. Gonna... <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to have to say mountains, aren't you, for like everything that you've been doing. <laughs> Ooh, cricket or football? Dance. Love Island. <laughs> uh, watch sports or play sports? Play. Play. Badly. Watch Love Island. <laughs> yeah. Beyond Love Island. Oh, no, I love it. Love it. Uh, and one, one more for good measure. Sweet or salty? Salty. Salty. Love it. That was This or That. Okay. Emily, are you ready to play your game? I absolutely am. Good. That this game, everybody, is the five second rule. <laughs> five second rule is a game that I play with my guests where they have to name name three somethings, and you have got five seconds to name those three somethings. Are you ready to play? Yes. Okay, guys, you can play at home as well. Uh, obviously, you'll have a lot longer than five seconds, but it might be that Emily misses out on those five seconds. So if you've got some answers that might be able to help her out, then make sure you do. Right, here we go. Name <laughs> name three toothbrush brands. Oral-B, Colgate. From the beginning, they're Sensodyne. Hey, well done. Nice one. Oh, <laughs> Okay, name three objects that are blue. A smurf, blue tack, rubbers. Rubbers, okay. <laughs> La <laughs> Last one. Name three things you do when no one is looking. <laughs> Dance, sing. Uh, um... You got two, you got yeah, two. Okay. Yeah, Do you want to, what is your thing? Is it Smurf an object as well? Can we just, is it an object? I'm going to give you an object because it could have been like a toy Smurf or. Yeah, that's what I meant, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what you meant, yeah. Uh, what would be your third answer? Um, I was going to go with something like, I don't know, I could play with my ears quite a bit like this. I do that like either side like this. I mean, nobody watches me in the bath. Yeah, nobody watches me in the bath either. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to think of them. It is. It is. If you're thinking like, what do I do that's like dead embarrassing? Yeah. Exactly. You don't think of like the actual stuff that you genuinely do when no one's watching, like wipe your bum. Like wipe your bum. Plenty of people in the comments as well. So we had uh, people saying trainers, agreeing with the trainers. We had apples over uh, over oranges. Uh, <laughs> Kerry was oranges over apples. Emmy was all about the beaches. We had Ruth all about the mountains. Uh, oh. And we also had people agreeing with you with salty. We had yeah. Linda saying salty, Emmy saying salty, <laughs> Ruth saying salty. Yeah, there you go. We have people on the five second rule as well. Blueberries. 
Thomas the Tank and a Blanket. That would have been your three-something blues. Oh, Thomas the Tank, that's a good one. And Linda had said that you're really good at that game as well. So, yeah, well oh. done. No, bad I chose it because I openly admitted up front that I was going to be rubbish. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the five-second rule. Okay, so we're going to get into it. Now, I know you guys. There are plenty of people in the comments who know you as well. But for those people who may be listening to this at home via the podcast or watching this on Catch Up or watching in the in the audience and don't know who you are, who is... We're going to start with you, Laura, actually. Who is Laura Ravina? So I am a Preston lass. I lived up in Scotland for 10 years with my wonderful husband. So I'm obviously a wife as well. Um, I like to give myself wife medal all the time because I'm the best wife. Uh, Well, my husband's best wife anyway. Um, I'm a sister. I am crazy Auntie Laura to my nephew and lots of other kids as well. I'm a daughter. I just just like to bring the fun. I think we realise that that's one of my main purposes in life, isn't it? So to bring the fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Trevina, by the way, is my middle name. Okay. And I am more than happy to tell you a story if you like. Yes, please. <laughs> please. So, um, my, um, this is one of Emily's favorite stories, isn't it? <laughs> my granddad, when he was a teenager, worked on a farm. Um, and the farmer's wife was called Trevina. And my granddad had a huge crush on Trevina, the farmer's wife. And then um, when he, when my mum was born, um, she was supposed to be called Anne Trevina, named after the woman, the farmer's wife that my granddad had a crush on at age 14. Um, and he went down <laughs> to this registry office, had a few scoops on the way, as you do in the back in the olden days, because the dads could go and register the births without the parents or the babies present. And um, he got it the wrong way around and named her Trevina Anne. Um, which I think is a beautiful name, um, but she was known as Anne Forevermore. So, yeah, I am named after my grandfather's childhood crush. How weird wow. is that? <laughs> yeah, wow. Like if, you, if, like, if you give birth, this is what I think is hilarious. Like, if I gave birth and my other half looked at me and said, let's name our child after someone else I fancy, you can imagine how that conversation <laughs> would go down, can't you? You can imagine how that would go down. That is a, what a story. I absolutely love that. But um, with regards to your name, like your name is not just Laura, is it? Oh, no, no, it's not. My full name, darling, <laughs> Lady Laura Trevina Etherington. You may bow now. There we go. <laughs> And it is Lady Laura as well. Can we uh, can we have a bit of a story, so a bit of context on the on the lady part, please? Yeah, we can. Um, a very good friend of mine who I'm hoping he's watching. He doesn't actually have Facebook, so he might be watching on a different platform. I'm not sure. But um, a friend of mine when I lived in Scotland, um, he actually bullied me to go on the radio um, with him, and I'm still part of that show now. But he used to joke that I was posh because you know when you've got an English accent and you live in 
in Scotland and around a lot of Ouija's, you know, you, you sound a bit posh. Um, and he used to say, oh, yes, she's, she, she gets the red carpet out for, for Laura to come. And then one day he thought it would be really funny to actually buy me a plot of land up by Coniston somewhere. And I have the certificate. It's in Lord and Lady Etherington framed in my downstairs toilet. That is hilarious. <laughs> you are actually a lady as well. Yeah. That is I could put brilliant. it on my passport if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, amazing story. Thank you so much. And we're going to move on to Emily now. So who is Emily Hume? So I'm Emily with an IE instead of a Y. That's my interesting quirk with my name, and that's all you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> I am a daughter, a fiancé, friend. I'm 29, dog lover, fellow podcaster, gym goer, adventure and outdoor lover, an engineer that 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 pretty much wraps me up in one, I'd say. <laughs> Have you got any interesting facts about you, other than the fact that your name is IE? Well, I can I can actually tell you why it's spelled IE. So there is actually a bit. Yeah, of do that. Do that. Completely honest. So Emily with an IE came from my mum wanted to call me Emily. Um, my mum and my dad were discussing names, and my dad said, "There's absolutely no way I'm having a daughter called Emily because it remind me of Emily Bishop off Coronation Street." And, <laughs> And so, yeah, I got spelt with an IE and my mum has just joined at the bottom to confirm the story. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I am Emily with an IE, so I don't uh, have it spelt the same way as Emily Bishop from Corrie. (laughs) That is amazing. I absolutely love that story. (laughs) That's made my evening. Especially with uh, with your mum coming in as well at that point, as you're discussing the story. That was uh, priceless. (laughs) Okay, we are here to talk about comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's so bizarre, actually, as well, because we were... So I had a previous guest on last week, and we started talking about comfort zones. We, like His message was about um, breaking free of your comfort zones. And I was like, this is really weird, actually, because my next week's guests are all about uh, comfort zones. And I just want you to give it a brief overview of what are comfort, what are comfort zones, uh, what do they mean to us, and why is it important to realise your what what your comfort zones are? So, so how brief? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you spin that. <laughs> Ignore that. No briefing. <laughs> we are, we'll, we'll have no briefs in here. <laughs> well, in a nutshell, I mean, I think everybody's comfort zone. Is, well, everybody's comfort zone is completely different. But mm. in a nutshell. Your comfort zone is where you're, you're doing things where you are the most comfortable and um, where you make excuses to do something that makes you uncomfortable. So anything that makes you uncomfortable, that scares you, that, you know, mm-hmm. is, is out of the norm for you is outside of your comfort zone. But doing things outside of the comfort zone and pushing those boundaries can have huge impacts on your mental health and your well-being. And that's something that we sort of well, we got right behind. I mean, we've yeah. always both known about it, haven't we? But we we got right behind it through the gym that we both go to. And um, it's something that we learned about them. And we're like, we can talk about this. We yeah, can... we can actually do something with this. There's lots yeah. of things that we've done that have pushed comfort zones mm. and we can help other people try and realise what, what theirs are, um, what's dangerous about staying in them and how they can try and, you know, expand on, expand the horizons and see what the benefits are. Mm. So, so tell me what is dangerous then about stay, sticking within your comfort zone? If you st- well, if you're staying in your comfort zone, then you're not growing, you're not developing. 
Um, you know, you're not being open-minded, you're potentially shutting down opportunities, you're closing doors for yourself, you're putting glass ceilings there that don't exist. Um, being your own worst enemy. Yeah. You're not allowing yourself the ability to, you know, become a different person and grow. Yeah. It's one of the things that I've talked about on this show before where essentially you're standing in your own way and mm. you've got to move, you've got to move out your own way, shut that inner voice up uh, that's telling you that you're not good enough to do that. Uh, and then you can push through those boundaries that you've set up for yourself. Have you got any stories in which you have stuck within your comfort zone and you've not wanted to, to break free of it? I think everybody's got stories like that, haven't they? And that could be, I mean, I joked, I think on one of our first episodes, that your comfort zone could be as simple as picking up a different brand of cheese mm. to what you're normally used to because you're trying something that you're not used to. It's It doesn't have to be mm. something like going skydiving, um, you know, or running down the road naked, which is not happening, by the way. We're not doing that one. <laughs> no, <we're not>. uh, <laughs> I, think, I think a point to make there is you've just asked us, can you tell me a story? about when you didn't break your comfort zone and we both went blank because there's no story there because you're just doing the same thing it's not something that sticks in your mind it's not Mm -hmm. something you think oh my god I'm so proud of that oh my god I can't wait to tell that person that story about that thing that I did Mm. it 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 just it's like boring isn't it Mm. like you we've got no story to tell can't tell you that because I can't remember when I did it but we do it all the time naturally so what about what about a time then that you regretted not coming out of your comfort zone I'm not allowed to not come out of comfort zone anymore. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of in a never say no crew, other than running naked down the street. That is definitely <laughs> never say no. Um, but no, I think probably if, if you look back, if you look back in the past, there'll be plenty of times when you probably regretted not pushing your comfort zone. Mm. Um, like I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd tried that. Oh, I yeah. wish I'd. I wish I'd ordered that instead. You know, you get food envy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, anything can be because every single person's comfort zone is completely different. So, see, so, Kerry, who's on here right now, her one of her favourite things to do. Yeah, never, never say no, Kerry. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Nutters. <laughs> um, but, but one of her favourite things to do is to go wild swimming, like swimming in, in the wild water, wow. um, and. That is my absolute idea of hell. Yeah, she's very well. But that's in her comfort zone. And she feels weird if she hasn't done that for a week. Whereas for me, I ran and face planted in some water because... You were being chanted. Laura. Yeah. Laura. <laughs> and it was either throw a paddy or run. <laughs> but that was totally different. So everybody's walls are different. Everybody's, everybody's inside space is completely different. And you need to respect that for other people. So when you ask somebody else to do something and they say... Don't really. Well, a lot of people wouldn't actually admit that it's outside their comfort zone and that they feel uncomfortable. But it's about reading those sides and gently nudging somebody to do something. Planting the seed a lot of the time, I think. Like, we're completely different, aren't we? Like, you could not yeah. find two people more different that have somehow become friends. Laura likes dancing, entertaining, radio hosting. I like being outside, keeping myself to myself, doing adventurous things. And... Laura's brought me into the world of radio and podcasting and I've brought Laura into the world of mountaineering and camping. Like, <laughs> you couldn't find two more different people with two different hobbies, but slowly... I think, actually, our mugs say it all. Yeah. So mine says, happy camper. And Laura <laughs> says... <laughs> Love it. Because obviously, we're talking, I mean, you're quite right, obviously, with, with regards to comfort zones, we all have them. It's, it, you know, and it's hard to like kind of pinpoint and talk about 
comfort zones as like a whole. What we're what, what we're wanting to try and do on today's episode is talk about those comfort zones that have a negative a, a negative reaction in our life, like the things that we don't break free of and that we find ourselves just kind of spiraling because we're not coming out of that comfort zone. We're not breaking that cycle, and we want to get free of that negative in our life if you will mm. still speaking along your comfort zones or let's call them boundaries because that's what they are the, the boundaries mm. that we've set up uh, whether they be uh, limiting belief uh, limited beliefs um or they are boundaries for, that we put up against other people or whatever what is a proud moment for you guys where you have realized that stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something new, doing something that you didn't dare to do before, had this brilliant chain reaction. Wow. Okay, so, so I, I think I could probably go with this one. Go on then. So, like, Laura, obviously, you had your radio slot. Mm-hmm. She invited me on the radio with her. I kind of, after a few beers, agreed and was like, yeah, fine, I'll come on with you. Ended up doing it every week with her. And then we started our own podcast as well, which was really good for me in public speaking. Because as I said, I'm not really an out there person. I don't, I'm, you know, very much myself to myself kind of thing, whereas you're quite the entertainer, so completely different. But as part of, I guess, my career, it's really important that um, I get better at public speaking, that I'm, I am confident in speaking to a crowd and voicing my opinions and quite recently, I've actually done um, a talk to to the company um, about kind of like my role and kind of what my department's been going through the last few months and things like that. And I don't think that as a manager, I would have stood up and done that six months ago. I think I would have just not decided to put myself out there and just thought people don't really need to know this information, but they, they do need to know this information. And I need to be capable of, you know, giving them that information in a, a controlled and comfortable way and um, so for me that's one way where it's it's helped me and it's excelled for mm. me because I'm definitely a different person in regards to just going for it and putting myself out there even telling Absolutely. you that story to be fair like that's probably wouldn't have happened six months ago yeah. so it that's actually amazing. does that show and doing the podcast as well has given us the opportunity to help other people like Ruth's comment just there um Ruth was terrified um, to come on she was so nervous she'd never actually met either of us face to face either and she absolutely smashed it out of the park and in fact Kerry as well Kerry was the same in fact that that was actually a challenge because I'd said to her come on the radio with me um and she went only if you come wild swimming so I kind of got myself in the neck um but for me um I, a big breakthrough I've, I mean I've since do I'm the worst person to to talk about what comfort zones I need to come out of, really, because I literally just got, oh, no, I couldn't do that. About everything, don't I? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, next challenge. <laughs> um, <laughs> but big breakthrough I had, it was really recent, actually. We did, um, so we all, the, the reason we all know each other, the reason Emily and I met in the first place was through um, BCHQ. And um, we we work in, like, 12-week cycles and we build towards certain goals. And we did, a like, a powerlifting competition. You're competing against yourself. And I was like, hey, I can do this, I can do this. And I had a meltdown, a complete and utter meltdown to the point where Emily and Kerry had to take me outside and give me a right talking to. Liam, who owns BCHQ, me and him used to do the show together before Emily came along. So he knows it, he knows how to get in my head and make me do what he needs me to do. And he just went, get it, go away. Just go for a walk. 
<laughs> and I eventually absolutely killed it. I killed it with what I wanted to lift and what I wanted to do. And I walked away that day. My heart was still hammering later on that day. And the next day, I was like crying with the, re- I was like, what? I'm, I'm capable of so much more than I realized. And if I'd have, I very nearly just thought, not screw it, threw a, a, a Laura style tantrum and I nearly just canned it and went home. But these guys taught me through it. And by doing that, I now realize I am capable. I'm capable of anything I put my mind to. If I want to do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Then we bought that. roller skates. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With regards to the... Because obviously you both had like a really good breakthrough. And obviously your story, just there, Laura, as well, was, uh, was one where you... That sudden realization... That mm-hmm. you can do more and that you are capable of so much more. I'm just wondering if you've got uh, anything that you could say, give advice to, etc., to those people who are trapped within their own comfort zone. And I'm willing to use that language, that terminology, because mm-hmm. that's what that's essentially what they are. They're trapped within their own comfort zones. They've built a wall around them, and they are they struggle now to break free of that. Whether it be just, you know, I mean, we've gone through a global pandemic where people have been cooped up in the houses all all the time and everything and there are a lot of people for example who are still struggling to to leave their homes and go out Mm -hmm. on a walk or go shopping or things like that Mm -hmm. and obviously not saying that you guys are the absolute experts on coming out of your comfort Mm -hmm. zones whatever but because you guys talk about it quite a lot what advice would you give to people who are struggling to break free of their comfort zones that they built so i think there's there's i guess there's two bits of advice from me and it all depends genuinely what it is you're trying to do with your with your comfort zone. For example, like you say, if it's someone who's scared to go out or scared to, and they slowly need to kind of build confidence, I'd just say, say take it like one step at a time, take and take each new day, build on that, and then you'll look back in a week's time and all those small incremental steps will become something big. Um, but then I also think if it's something that you're kind of nervous to do, but like more of an adrenaline type nervous, as in like, you know you can do it, but you're thinking like, oh my God, should I just say like, this is what I always do. And I'm not saying that everyone should do it, but I always say yes. And then think about it later. <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that. And then I'll think I've already committed to it now. I'm not going to worry about it because it's pointless. It's not going to get me anywhere. I'll just plan and prepare for it. And then, yeah, like 10, 20 minutes before I do it, I feel awful. And, but then it, when it's done, I'm so proud. So I'm very much an advocate of just say yes, give it a go. What is the worst that can happen? And worry about it later. Just say yes and grab the opportunity while it's there. Um, I, I, I can uh, I can really relate to that as well that you just said, Emily, with uh, regards to say yes now and worry about it later. So coming out of my own comfort zone, so there's, a, there's an event that happens every year called Total Warrior, which is in Leeds, a big mud run, if you will. And it's a big 20, no, sorry, 12 kilometer obstacle course. Now I've done I've done it once and I was like I'm never doing that again. And then my a friend of mine had said, "Do you want to sign up to the Ultra Warrior?" Now the Ultra Warrior, for those who don't know, <laughs> is you have to complete it as many times as you can do within five hours. So you do it lap after lap until like for the full five hours. And I was like, no, no, 100%, no, I, I died on the first one. Uh, I'm not going to do it again. And then he carried on asking me, and I built this thing of, I would never be able to do that. I would never be able to even complete two laps. I, I, you know, I struggled with one. And what I did is that I just went, 
click and bought the ticket. I was like, done. I bought the ticket and I was like, I've got to do it now. That's it. I was like, I've I've, I've bought the ticket. I've just got to do it. I've got to train for it now and everything. Otherwise, I'm just going to fail. And I I went there and just had fun. Like I only did like a lap and a half. But I just had fun. Did it? And yeah, exactly. I, I still signed up to it. I still rocked up. I wouldn't have done any of it at all. I wouldn't have even done the normal run uh, if I didn't just buy the ticket. Because I would have just gone, no, I've done it now. See you later. But because I just bought the ticket, I was like, I'm going to have to do it now. Uh, I actually remember you doing that. Yeah. And I said, how much training have you done? And you went, nothing. And I went, <laughs> ooh. So question then, <laughs> would, would you do it again now you've done it? I've already bought the ticket for 2022 and I'm doing it again. (laughs) And there's a few people that I've got on board with as well. And I'm just like saying to them, come on, you've got to do it. It's going to be good. Let's, let's crack on and do it. Laura's just uh, whispering to Emily there saying, uh, should we do it? Should we sign up? I can't say no, can I? So yeah. There you go. Sorry. (laughs) Love it. Absolutely love it. Kerry has put a comment saying, feel, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I think that just echoes what we've just yeah, been yeah. talking about as well. There's no um, time like the present. Like you're not getting, you're not getting any younger. You're not, you know, you're just gaining experience yeah. all the time. So just, just say yeah and give it a go. I do think what you say, like the um, small steps mm. and doing it a tiny bit at a time is it, you can apply that to any step, anything that you're going to mm. do. You know, do it a tiny, tiny bit. That, as, that Liam says, one percent gains. Yeah, yeah, all the time. You're never going to go into the gym and lift a hundred kilograms straight away. But if you add a kilogram every single week, you'll get there eventually. Mm. So it's about doing it slowly. You need to learn to cook. Okay, we'll start by boiling an egg, hon, and we'll work from there. You know, <laughs> you, you get there. <laughs> Laura, a, Laura, who's married to the way. chef. Laura, married to the chef. Let's boil yeah. an egg. <laughs> <laughs> obviously the, the advice that you're giving obviously step by step little by little mm-hmm. it all makes sense it's all about taking those little steps to get to that end goal and it's all mm-hmm. about it's about the journey it's not a destination mm-hmm. um you know risk it's reward as well for me so you've got to think about okay when i'm making this decision what are the risks that are involved are there any personal physical social risks if there isn't then just go for it if there are risks in that area then obviously it takes more thought more training more mm. you know a more in-depth thought before you make your decisions it's risk versus reward as well let's move on and talk about whilst we're on the subject of comfort zones and you two just in general how did you two get together and obviously we, we briefly talked about it because Laura you were mentioning about the uh, the owner of BCHQ where did the podcast come from because you two do a podcast called what comfort zone yeah. that actually it evolved from that and it's um so Emily and I first met at the gym um but, but I think we met like face to face back when it was um, boot camp days, didn't we? But we didn't really know each other back then. And then obviously through lockdown, we're all working out online. We're all doing everything online. So we're chatting a little bit now and then. And same as we did with most of the people at the gym, you know, it was all online, all, all chatting via text and things like that. And suddenly I just thought, I think you'd ask me a question about the radio show or something like that. And I said, here's my idea. Because Liam left because the gym's reopened. So he was kind of needed elsewhere. And then I said, here's my idea for a show. I want to have a different guest every single week. Somebody from the local area. Somebody who's got a really good message to bring to the world. Who's up 
Preston and um, South Ribble and Central Lancashire. What was it again? Central Lancashire and South Ribble. So, Central Lancashire <laughs> and South Ribble. <laughs> um, um, but sorry, LJ, if you're watching. Um, but I was like this is my idea for the new show what do you think before I like sort of take it because I was terrified of taking this idea to LJ at the time so there's a comfort zone push and as um, I wanted it to be a platform for people like Ruth who wanted to come do something to to sort of gear her up a small step towards um, doing her public speaking I wanted it to be something okay a bucket list thing or something like that you know I wanted to have a different co-host every week um, which is like, I think I actually reached out to you at that point as well before you ended up with your show as well, yeah. So it was, it was like finding people in the local area and doing that. And I'd said to Emily about it and said, you know, why don't come and be my co-host this week? And she was like, yeah, all right. And then sat there and she was like, I'm not interested at all. I'm going to talk about his dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't, we talked about all sorts of dogs apart from, we didn't talk about, we didn't talk about the dog, no. no. Um, and then halfway through the week afterwards, she was like, that was terrifying, but I'm so glad I did it. You, you, halfway through the week, you said, can I come on again? Mm-hmm. So then she started coming in every single week. And then she um, she was like, why don't we do a podcast, Laura? And I was like, oh, well, that's something I've never considered before. And then it just, <laughs> but like, it, there's me. I knew how to play with audio and things like that. You knew how to do the social media side of it. I'm like, what? give it a go. What, what have we got to lose? Mm-hmm. So, and it turns out, you know, we've, we've reached quite a few people. We've, we've managed to like help a few people. We've had some amazing guests as well. Um, and now we're your guests. So. I know. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time coming. We have talked about it for a while about uh, you coming on my show, me going on your show. And uh, here we are. We've, uh, we've, we've managed to, to get it down, essentially. So, yeah. What's next for the podcast? Oh, we've got more guests lined up. We have, yeah. yeah we've got some quite good guests lined up. Um, I think just try, trying to keep it more around learning because um, a couple of the earlier episodes were kind of us two just talking about what it meant for us. Yeah. And I think the more guests we've had on, the more we've realised how different people have so many different perspectives. Um, and you've got, you know, the amazing things you can learn from a conversation. It's incredible. Mm. Like just actually sitting and listening and talking to someone in their point of view. Um, so, yeah, more guests for us, I think. In the yeah, I think it's become a lot more about normal people talking about normal mental health it's because it's not a normal thing and it's not normal enough um it's not something that you you talk about day to day with 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 your mates down the pub is it it's not something that people stand up and say I've got I've got mental ill health or I'm struggling with my mental health today and that should be normal because it's quite okay to turn around and say I've got a headache or I can't come in today I've got period but well I don't know how normal that is Maybe normal for you, not for me. I don't know. But um, <laughs> <laughs> a broken arm. Yeah, it's all not ordinary to talk about things like that, but but it's you can't be well as as a whole if your mental health is ill. So it should be more normal. So we mm. hope that it comes across as two normal, three normal, Kerry as well, um girls talking about mental health from our perspective, how we deal with our own mental health, how we push our own comfort zones and us learning as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we recorded an episode last week, didn't we? And we had yeah. a guest on who, it, like Emily and Kerry sat there in complete shock the whole way through. They were just like, because <laughs> <laughs> she was so yeah. interested in her her um, her views and what she did and, and like how she 
motivates people and things like that. And it's we're constantly picking up snippets from people. And hopefully, if we help one person, then we've done our job. I love that. I, I love the aspects of obviously, I mean, exactly what you've said about the learning side of things. And that's what Spill It's all about. The three pillars of Spill It are to connect, inspire and learn. Um, it's about inspirational people. And when I say, when I usually do the tagline and I go, oh, it's about inspirational people about and telling inspirational stories. Like people always think that they're not inspirational. Like what, what classes themselves as an inspirational person. And I'm always like, every single person is inspirational. Like every single person has a story to tell that can inspire someone else, which is why I do this one. And then obviously the last the last pillar is to learn. And every single day is a school day. And the thing is, is that when I started this, like the whole learn aspect, I was like, ah, yeah, just throw that in there. It sounds good. And actually the amount of people, I mean, I've done, uh, this is, you know, we're on, like, into the 60s now, we're into 67. This is episode 67. And I'm learning so much about all of these different aspects, but not even just about the different subjects that we're talking about. I'm learning more and more about me and about how mm. I handle certain things and how uh, my, my guests will be talking about a specific subject and it might not be any relevant, like have any relevance to my life, but their experiences I learn from because they're yeah. inspiring me. And yeah, it, it's, it's just great for you to echo that uh, on your podcast about the whole learning aspect because, you know, it, 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 it does have to happen. And, you know, the only way that we can destigmatize a lot of things like men mental health and all that lot is through talking about it and through education from us all learning. And, you know, yeah, all... we have a whole lot of fun doing it as well. And yeah. that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Where do you think it comes from that we don't talk about our mental health? My view on this is that because it's not something that could be seen, it's it, it's almost it, it's almost shameful to say I don't feel happy today. I don't feel because you could sit here and say, right, I'm, what if I've not got to be happy about? I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. But it's about putting those processes in place, isn't it? And I think for somebody to turn around and say, I, I don't feel great today. I just want a day in bed. It's it, it's seen as people view that as being lazy. They view it as being, um, you know, they, they just don't. People don't understand it enough to be able to have the confidence to say that you need a mental health day, and that's what we need to overcome. It's um, it, you know, there should be mental health first aiders in every single workplace. There should be. Um, mindfulness sessions going on everywhere so that people can just rock up and attend. It should be, it, it, I think it comes from saying, can you imagine saying to your boss, I, I need a mental health day. Mm. I just want to sit in a corner and cry. Because mm. there's nothing wrong with that. If you need to get it out, you get it out. You know, if you need to cry for the day, then fine, pick yourself back up. Tomorrow's a new day. But yeah, I think it's because you don't know what other people are thinking and you can't see it. It's not like... Something like, oh, I've, I've, I've hurt my finger. Look, you can see it. You had to get in there. Yeah, I did. I did. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I've hurt my finger putting the washing away. But anyway. <laughs> We're going to have to have a chat after the show now. You're going to have to tell me why or how that has even happened. <laughs> I think for me, it comes from like going back. If you look back like hundreds of years, the kinds of jobs and the things that we needed to do to survive were very physical jobs. 
you know, you were farming, you were doing something with the land, you were building. Um, so I think a lot of, you know, if those things didn't happen, then it's because you'd broken your leg or something was hurting or you couldn't physically do it. So I think that drew attention to physical health, but nobody, we didn't really start to learn about mental health until, you know, a lot further down the process. So I just think that, I think eventually mental health and physical health will go hand in hand, but we're just a couple of hundred years behind because it's not been the focus. But I think the shift's going to start to happen when, you know, you get people in these high pressure roles, high performing careers, you know, that are, that are normally tip top at the job, you know, they're incredible. And when they start to kind of, you know, not, not be working as well and start to fail and falter and people can't understand why, and then they realize it's all linked to mental health, there's going to have to be a shift because that that is now what keeps the world turning, businesses yeah. making money and things like that. So I just think there's a couple of hundred year gap between what what was needed and what yeah. we used to. Yeah, I mean, it, it derives from a lot of classism, um, mm-hmm. white supremacy and mm-hmm. the patriarchal society that we live in, where people have been branded as lazy. So, so for example, like a little fun fact for you, the word like deadbeat, where you would go, oh, he's like a deadbeat dad or whatever. So the word deadbeat was actually, uh, it originated um, like hundreds of years ago. And it was a way to, to call someone, like it was when somebody was, physically too tired to continue their like mm-hmm. their job or whatever and what it turned into was this whole negative connotation to someone being lazy mm. and it's that type of mentality that obviously through tens to hundreds of years later that we still are not able to talk about our mental health and um, mm. because of classism because of uh, because of uh, like white supremacy because of the patriarchal issues that we've got within our society because of the rich white men that are uh, the head of our country that go no these are the ways that we need to to live and it, obviously as I say classism is is the, the the peak of it all that we don't talk about our mental health so yeah just uh, just wanted to to kind of say that uh, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. I think it's sad. We'll get there eventually, though. I mean, there is there's there's people like you um, talking about mental health. There's people like us talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. BCHQ is a mental health gym. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just going to the gym and lifting weights. They, they, they care about your entire being and your mental health as well. There's the more things like that that pop up across the world, the better. Yeah, and it's only going to get better, isn't it? Like as you quite rightly said, we're talking about it. There are tens to thousands of other people across the world that are talking about it. It's only it's only going to get better because more people are aware of it. More people are wanting to bring it forward into the forefront of people's minds because times have changed. And that's quite right, as Leela has said in the comments there, that um, old age, uh, old age of the stiff upper lip uh, hit a lot of mental health. And that is correct. It's, it's come from our ancestors, uh, you know, and, and people before them where they've, they've had this like stiff upper lip and we don't talk about stuff like that because mm. though, I mean, you know, to start off with, as, as you quite rightly said, there wasn't a name for stuff like that as well. Mm. Um, and now we're, we're in this age of discovering all of this and being able to, to put a label on stuff. And as mm. I say, it's only going to get better. One of the things I wanted to talk about as well is that you have mentioned it quite a few times and then you've got quite a few people in the comments who are uh, watching you from this organization and I want you to explain because we've used the the abbreviations BCHQ 
Mm -hmm. Tell me what BCHQ is, what they do, and how it helps people with regards to comfort zones. Body Confidence Headquarters is BCHQ. Yeah, it's um, Liam, who I mentioned earlier. Um, he started up um, this facility. It's a, it's a gym in Grimsor. Um, we're both um, proper, like, started right at the beginning, didn't we? We watched yeah. it grow into what it is today. But Liam, he, he doesn't, he, he doesn't, it's not a gym where people can just come and lift weights and run around and skip and jump and do burpees. Take selfies in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no taking selfies in the, in the, um, in the mirror. It is, um, I, I, honestly, I live and breathe this. I even I wear the stuff constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called the Accelerate Your Confidence Program. So basically, it focuses on three things. So your mind and your body, um, your career or business, and <laughs> yay, Lucy! <laughs> um, and family balance as well. And you set um, goals and targets for each of those things. So it's very much balanced within. It's not just mm. how you look. Um, it's how you feel as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and gaining that confidence. And there's been so many success stories. Um, I mean, yours truly, um, for a start, when I moved back down from Scotland... I moved back to my hometown, but I didn't, I, a lot of my friends weren't in the same sort of place anymore. Um, they were, um, they'd moved away or they're at different points in their lives. Um, oh, there will be more gyms at some points, um, Stephen, don't you worry. <laughs> He's working on it. It's in the plan. <laughs> but it's not far from Leyland, hon. It's like 15 minutes. Um, yeah, no, I moved back down here and I was, I, I didn't really know anybody anymore apart from my sister and my dad um, and my, at the time, two-year-old nephew. And joining BCHQ when I first went in there for one-to-one -one PT, which um, was well, probably like two and a half two years ago years. now, I met people down there. I became friends with, I mean, it, two of my closest friends around here are from BCHQ, Emily and Kerry. You know, um, it's it's a whole community, every yeah. single bit. I mean, you see how many people here are in the comments to cheer us on mm. that's because of the community vibe there and we go and we do things together so um, as a community like we did the Yorkshire Three Peaks for example I mean what a challenge that yeah. is you know every Brilliant. single person like got as far as he could with it we did Scarfell Park the other week and Lucy um it, it had she struggled at the beginning didn't you Lucy and she really she was like I don't think I can do this and we all rallied around her and we got you up that mountain yeah got her up the mountain <laughs> it's so it's it's not just it's, yeah, it's not, not just, just lifting weights. It's not just coming, doing your class, and going home. Mm. Um, it's a whole life audit, really. Yeah. yeah, I love that. For anybody who might be interested in learning more about BCHQ, make sure that you check these show notes, and you will see a link for BCHQ, so you can find out more. Is there anything that we haven't discussed that you would like the opportunity to discuss now? I think I'd like to point out. I, I know you put it in. Um, in the show description. But 21 years ago, my mum passed away of breast cancer. And this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So girls, go and give yourselves a good feel. Okay? That's, feel. And that's me. <laughs> and, and to be right, uh, to be fair, yes, that is correct. Make sure that... Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, it'll sound weird if I say it. So, uh, yeah, you can say it again if you want. Copper feel. Yeah. 
make sure you know your own bodies and go and see the doctors. They are open and you can talk to them. You can get referrals. It's really important. And it doesn't just stop there. Make sure that you you go and get in all the tests. I'm not going to say it. In fact, imagine yourself doing a butterfly sit-up, girls. That's the test I'm talking about. But yeah, make sure you're doing all that sort of stuff because it's something really, really close to my heart and it's really nice to be able to get it out there. So yeah, everybody keep, make sure you know your own body. And if you can raise a little bit of money to breast cancer awareness, then do it. There you go. Uh, and it is, as, as Laura said, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So uh, we'll put a link to the uh, Breast Cancer Awareness charity organisation as well in the show notes, so make sure that you check them out. Uh, I'll also put a link to the NHS website, we'll, uh, which will be able to show you ways that you'll be able to obviously have a feel around in the correct way to, to see yourself, essentially. There you go. <laughs> Stephen has dropped a comment as well, saying guys as well. I mean, yes, very, uh, very, very correct. Uh, obviously, we, we're talking about uh, breast cancer awareness because obviously it's it's more prominent, let's say, in, in females. So we uh, obviously have to be mindful of that. But then also, but yes, you are correct. Guys as well, you need to know your body as well to so make sure that you are um, feeling yourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> Lucy says that you are too funny, Laura. <laughs> Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was talking about something really serious then. I'm glad I think, that, that I, think, I think it was the actions that went with it, with the cheesy um, grin on your face. <laughs> Nothing to I be scared of, ladies. Give yourself a feel. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Going back to the, the subject matter at hand, comfort zones. Mm-hmm. What should people be remembering when it comes to their comfort zones? Just do it and think about it later. <laughs> simple as that all small simple steps and but remember to look back at your progress that's really important don't just do the small steps and not reflect you need to reflect on how far you've come yeah brilliant i love it now where can people find you if they wanted to listen to your podcast or to get more information on how you have overcome your own little comfort zones that you've set up where can people find you well, you can usually find me either in the gym or the pub. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong, to be fair. <laughs> no, if you go on to Instagram at What Comfort Zone Podcast, you search for us there and you'll find us. You can ask Alexa to play What Comfort Zone Podcast. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, fancy. <laughs> I've never actually tried that with mine. Thanks for giving me that tip. I'm going to try oh, and... Uh... All right. Should we try it now? No. <laughs> <laughs> In case it fails. I <laughs> we'll try it after the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the podcast, you can listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the um, the normal platforms, can't you? Yeah. Give us a listen. Um, it's just two real... Three real girls. Sorry, it's because the two of us are sitting here, Kerry. I haven't forgotten you, I promise. Um, but it, it's just real people talking about real things mm-hmm. and learn with us. Yeah, that's it. it. Okay, so we now move on to the final parts of the episode. I'm just wondering if you've got some final thoughts for us all today. Stop using excuses. And if you're using the same excuse all the time, then you're finding a stupid reason to not do something. So just go and do it. Yeah. Because Laura says so. Okay. <laughs> Laura says just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. 
Wie run denn? <laughs> I, I see t-shirts in the future. Yeah, maybe we should see what you do and get ourselves some merch. What do you think? Yeah. Honestly, you should do. <laughs> like it, it flies out my merch but more on that later guys now at the end of every episode I give my guests the opportunity to give a quote now it can be something that they stand by live by it could be something that they've heard that they just really like or it could be something that they've made up that they think this is how I'm going to live my life and we're going to start with you Laura have you got a quote for us today yeah well this is um it's Peter Pan isn't it Yes. Yeah. Um, it's actually on the wall of my dressing room. What's going to happen if you fall? It actually also reminds me of a really good um, RuPaul song. Mm. <laughs> you know which one I mean, don't you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, I mean, stop asking yourselves, what if? Yeah. Go for it. You might really excel at it. And if you don't, it's, <laughs> everybody always needs a giggle now and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Love yeah, it. what if I fall? But what yeah. if you fly? Mm-hmm. And Emily, have you got a quote for us today as well? I do. Mine's short and sweet. It goes all the way off. I am a lion. And this is something that the Humes say to each other whenever they're going to do something that's out of the comfort zone or that might be making them nervous, no matter what it is. You know, we say, I am a lion, and we repeat it until we believe it. But it's kind of become, I mean, I think I've said it on in, in BCHQ sometimes. So I think there's quite a few girls at BCHQ that you also say, yeah. use the same mantra um, so yeah, that the whole I am a lion from the Hume family is spreading far and wide. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Sure. It changes your mindset. It does. <laughs> I've used it when I've pulled up to a meeting. I don't particularly want to walk into, and I'm like, I am a lion. <laughs> <laughs> you kill it. I love it, and I'm sure I'm sure that your mum who will be uh, listening or should be listening still anyway uh, will appreciate yeah, the fact that that mantra is. Uh, is spreading further and further. Uh, I just want to say a massive thank you for coming on the show. It's been a long time coming. Uh, as, I said, as I said at the start, we have talked about this for quite a while and I'm so happy to have had you on the show. It's been an absolute treat. And I can't wait to come on to your show. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. no, Thanks thank you for dating for that. So yeah, no, yeah. it's been lovely. Thank you. Thank you. You are now free to say your goodbyes. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What an amazing episode that was. I absolutely loved that. Two people who I absolutely adore as well. Great people. Great people. Mother Hume is here as well. So I certainly am. So she was still she was still listening and obviously still very happy about the fact that I am a lion is spreading further and further and further. Great. Absolutely loved this episode. Amazing. And as I said, you check the show notes and you'll be able to catch up with Emily and Laura uh, on their podcast, What Comfort Zone 2. Next week on Spilly, I am going to be speaking with, <laughs> I'm going to be speaking with Megan Reynolds. Megan is a scare actor. So she goes to, you know, like things like Scare Kingdom and things like that. And she's one of those people who are, Uh, who walk around and they get paid to scare you. Well, this will be episode 68, Things That Go Bump in the Night. And Megan will be here in the Spill It hot seat to talk about what it's like being a scare actor and also what it was like being a scare actor during the pandemic as well. Because all of that is really, really important. And it's an art form. Well, all the, you know, art, art, acting, all of that has been seriously neglected throughout the pandemic. 
So all of that and more next week. My name is Marcus Wright, and you can contact me with everything to do with Spill It over on Marcus at spillit.uk. When I don't do this, I run a coaching business. I run a life coaching business, teaching people how to step out of their own way to hush that inner saboteur and say goodbye to that little voice in their head that says that you are not good enough. You can find all of that and more MW Coaching over on my website at www.spillit.uk, where you'll also be able to see every single episode of Spillit. You'll be able to see all of the links for the visual podcast. You'll be able to see everything for the audio podcast. And you'll also be able to find ways to support me. If you wanted to support me and the work that I do, then you can head over to the Spillit website, www.spillit.uk, and you'll be able to join the official Patreon, for example, where it's literally just £2 per month. And that helps Spill It keep growing and you get to be part of the Spill It community over there. There are other ways that you can support me as well. You can head over to the website and buy merch. Merch is available. We have got the Spill It beanie hats with the little leather teacup there saying Spill It. They're available and they're going on sale as well as we go into the October months towards Halloween. Some good scary ones going in. I say scary ones. No, they're like black. You can get a black one on offer because it's Halloween. And, you know, dark and spooky. Black hat. There you go. (laughs) You're going to also get hoodies and T-shirts as well with the Spill It logo, with the Tidal Wave teacup. And also you can get the a little bit of merch T-shirts and hoodies as well. And last but not least, what you can do is that you can invite people into the Spill It community by sharing the podcast and sharing the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, etc., And finally, you can leave a review. So wherever you're listening to this on your podcast streaming service, just head over and leave me a review. I love seeing all the reviews as well. There's some really funny ones. Uh, And I always give out merch as well, free merch, to those who leave me a funny uh, podcast review. So why don't you head over there and uh, make me laugh? (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much to everybody who has tuned in and watched this evening. Thank you again to my amazing guests, both Laura and Emily. What a great episode it was this evening. And until we spill it again, it's bye for now. (laughs) 